Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. One of the most controversial endings on a pay-per-view. We're here on AfterBuzz TV to talk all about it. Stay tuned. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, Buzz. Welcome, everybody, here on AfterBuzz TV on the Hell in a Cell After Show 2019. We're here in the studio, here on AfterBuzz TV Studios. As always, I'm not alone, uh, but we see a familiar face, new familiar face if you watch Women's Wrestling Weekly, the NXT Laughter Show recently. Uh, we have Emily. Please, Emily, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Emily May. I'm happy to be here. It's been an interesting evening watching Hell in a Cell. So Very I'm interesting. Happy to be here and excited to discuss it. And, of course, we brought back Jack. I, I think it's time to, Woo! we can retire the hashtag. I think we're just going to bring you back permanently. I never retire any of my hashtags. But we, I know you just recently started the AEW Dynamite After Show. I so did. So you're kind of crossing over that company line, but you know what? It's okay. I am. You know, I'm trying to be. I can't. I can't get enough of being here. So I, so I try well to be rounded. as many, uh, as, many <laughs> as many places as possible. But, I, but even so, like it's just maybe I know Raw's tomorrow. But this was kind of like the seventh day of like a very exciting premiere week. You know, we had Monday Raw. Mm-hmm. Wednesday was a fun day. Friday was a fun day. Sunday today, um, very controversial. I think we're going to get right into it in a couple minutes. But I do want to talk about some of the buildup that we saw for this pay per view up to, until today. Pretty much earlier today, there was only four. Matches announced overall for the pay per view. We don't really see that from the WWE. Usually they have, you know, the Monday, Friday kind of, or, you know, or Tuesday before. I know maybe all their energy was maybe going to the NXT on or, uh, SmackDown on Fox. So maybe they were like, oh, we're going to put some stuff aside. But mm-hmm. do you like this kind of approach? Is it something that you want to see more in the future as far as, like, just maybe just watching the show, Emily? Do you, do you want maybe just all the matches to be announced in events? Or do you like these surprise last-minute matches? You know, I think you have to... Each each pay-per-view or each show is going to be a little bit different. I think they had so much leading into this week. It was really intense. There was a full team behind it trying to, trying to really get as much content out there as possible. And so I think announcing the big matches I think is fine and then maybe leaving some surprises I think it's perfectly do like the, fine do you like the, the surprise matches that we saw today like I didn't think I didn't Ollie Orton was a surprise match I know they announced some some matches earlier today but like Ollie Orton I didn't know what was happening until it actually happened yeah, there's a lot of matches that we didn't know were going to happen until they happened. I'm going to be honest, though, it's, it's interesting. A lot of people complain when we are told we're going to have mm-hmm. 12 matches mm-hmm. on one card, and then this time it comes around and they say, okay, we're only going to talk about four of them, and then everyone's mad we don't have every match planned out. Personally, I like this a little bit. I like the idea of knowing that there were matches that, frankly, it was okay for me to maybe go grab something to eat during or have a little break Mm -hmm. in in between instead of feeling like everything was super important. And it made me feel less drained at the end of the pay-per-view. Do you think this is something where maybe maybe it's just a one-time exception that maybe like Emily was saying just because it was a long, tough week? Or was it something that you think they're going to move toward the future where we're going to bank on the WWE name itself and not rely so much on building some of the matches? I, I think we're going to see less of this. I don't think it's going to be... This is Maybe a one-time thing. thing. Yeah, and just because with so much 
programming and so many shows, it's hard not to build to that many matches. Uh, so personally, I think we're not going to see this happen too often. But uh, the fact that it happened doesn't bother me. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about uh, the controversial ending. Uh, I want to get your guys' thoughts because I know for a fact uh, the Seth Rollins, the Fiend match, I guess we're going to talk about mm-hmm. the main event of the ending. I'm going to flat out say it. I'm going to flat out say <laughs> it. I hated the finish. Hated it, and I'll, I'll explain why. I mean, I'm sure you guys will probably have the same reasons why I hated it. Um, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts. What did you guys thought when you saw, when you heard the bell ring signifying a DQ finish for a hell in a cell match? <laughs> Take it away, Emily. Oh, good. Oh, me first? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to start from the beginning of this match because there, you know, Bray Wyatt has been building uh-huh. his his brand, this new character, and it's been uh, been super awesome. This, like, Firefly Funhouse. It's like a... And this entrance was, like, a cross between, like, The Undertaker and Mankind. So uh-huh. it was, like, lots of red. Like, the, the, the fans are are involved are in it they're like they can't keep their eyes off him and he's and they they build this like creepy ethereal moment right that he's like untouchable and then the fact that it ends that way (laughs) um that there's that moment where you know rollins is piling you know piling stuff on top of him and he's just like seems really weak in that moment Mm -hmm. and I was a little disappointed because, it, or a lot disappointed, um, because, like on commentary, they called it spiritual spiritual war- warfare that they were having this moment that was beyond like the mortal realm, you know. And I felt like it, it that Bray Wyatt should have been given a better chance to show his. Um, athleticism and his talent Mm -hmm. and to show that this character is beyond anything we've seen before and he wasn't given that chance and it was a disappointment now Jack I know you're a little critical about his SummerSlam uh, appearance you know (laughs) tune in two months ago Um, (laughs) leading up to the finish because I thought the match was okay for what it was um, until the the very last part of the match but what were your thoughts was this maybe a little bit more redemption for you did you have the same thoughts going into this match than you did when the bell rang uh, for today, then SummerSlam? Yeah, so uh, to start with the positives, yeah. right? To lean, lean in with the things that I really enjoyed. Yeah, something about him coming out this time, I really enjoyed. I, mm-hmm. I, during SummerSlam, I was critical, but this time, for some reason, his music hit for mm-hmm. me, the lighting hit for mm-hmm. me. I loved that they kept the ring red while yeah, he was wrestling. so red. I, I loved it. I thought that was so cool <laughs> in creating that vibe. That said, this, after it started, I thought it went about as poorly as it, really? it could yeah. have. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big Seth Rollins guy, but it seems like his entire moveset has become a, a kick and a stomp. Mm-hmm. Uh, even today, I, I, I had mentioned on, on Twitter, this <coughs> stomp has secretly become the least effective finisher yeah. in all of wrestling. Mm-hmm. He has to hit everyone with it seven times. and The, the way that the the Fiend doesn't seem scary to me anymore. To me, The Fiend is just 2019 Gangrel. He's trying to be scary, but he's not. Oh, he does the let me in thing. Oh, I'm supposed to be worried. I'm just going to bury you in tools and you'll be done for, right? Like, uh-oh, Bob the Builder showed up. I guess the Fiend's not scary anymore. Uh-oh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor's here. <laughs> Don't have to worry about the Fiend. That's a good shot. No. <laughs> Kevin McAllister's here. The Fiend's in trouble now. Like, what are we supposed to do? I, I, he's not scary to me anymore. Well, well, there was a moment in the match that, like, completely turned where... 
where it was that moment where um, Rollins is pulling stuff from underneath the the ring, and he just keeps pulling stuff in. And there was like a, a you, there was a lull in the match where the 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 fans were getting upset in the in the audience, and they started to boo. And so you're like, what? They they want so badly for Bray Wyatt to 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 win, yeah. and they didn't get it. And it's not like it's not like this happened after a thirty-minute classic, amazing match mm-hmm. where it was close and it went back and forth. It wasn't a very exciting match very to begin with. It was basically just. I mean, Bray got some offense in, but for the most part, most of it was just Seth Rollins beating down the mm-hmm. Fiend until eventually they stopped the match. Which again, I don't. Yeah. I, I don't know how I can think of this. This character is intimidating when his biggest move is he lets you beat him up until he can't move anymore. I mean, I think what they're going for with this gimmick is, and th- this is why I personally love the gimmick, it reminds me of some of my favorite scary movies where totally. the best part of the movie is a villain. Like, yeah. where you, you come in, they've got the weird background totally. music, they got the weird look, mm-hmm. like, he just so, like, you know. You, you just can't look away. Yeah. Um, and I think this is exactly what they were doing, where yeah. you think you kill him, you think, because all those, all those moves that Seth Rollins did would defeat a normal guy. Like, yeah. after the, Brock, even Brock Lesnar would lose after a three curb stomps, you know? Even Braun Strowman lost after mm-hmm. three curb stomps. But he just kept getting up. And I loved it. I loved the fact that he kept getting up, because, yeah. again, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, yeah. Jason, like, you think that. It's that, it's that, like, worst villain in your nightmares. Yeah. And the way, when the, when everything was red, and the match is in full red, yeah. and so, you kind of have trouble seeing it, yeah. and there's this creepy factor, and it's like this this Freddy Krueger kind of guy yeah. that is in your nightmares. And so, literally, Seth Rollins and and the Fiend are stuck in this nightmare. And yeah. so, and and now maybe fans because, feel like they're stuck because in a nightmare. even you you watch some of your favorite scary movies, and you, I know you're a producer, Emily. Um, some of those camera angles they're kind of meant to not be seen very clearly because of yeah. the aspect of the dark and mysterious and the terror and the horror. This to me is no different. Again, up until the very last second of the match was the finish. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great. It just now we can talk about it now. How the hell do you have a disqualification <laughs> in a hell in a cell match? Like, if you can't do something in a hell in a cell match, then what match should you be able to do? With, you know what? I don't know. I, mean, I, I know. I, I don't know. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. This is the demonic structure. Like, how much worse can you get? That's why I'm saying the fiend doesn't seem scary. He got beat up so bad that even in a hell in a cell where guys have been thrown off of it multiple times, where people have been hit with sledgehammers before, he got beat up so, so bad, bad yeah. they had to stop the match. How do I think? How you never saw Michael Myers get just beat down so bad? People are like, yeah. hey, stop, stop attacking. I him. mean, he's been like could, burned and hit by cars and run over, and he still gets up. <laughs> yeah, could you imagine? Like, Jason's not scary when the other camp kids are like, hey guys, quit beating up Jason. Yeah, yeah. like the, well, it's, it's and he got right up like 10, 10 seconds later. Yeah. Which I guess is supposed to make us feel that like he's still dangerous, but it's like no, it's too late. You just, you laid there for ten minutes. Well, and there was this moment where I thought, where I was thinking <coughs> while I was watching this match, is that maybe they're going to turn it because you know Rollins has been beating him in dark matches. So I thought, okay, maybe maybe this is the big turn that they were going to do, where like you know the fiend can finally win, and then the fact that it didn't. See, I mean, you know. going back to my to my villain analogy, where. You know, you're watching a movie theater. You're watching a movie in the movie theater. You know, maybe some people in the crowd are cheering, whatever. The difference between this is you have instant, immediate 
feedback. Totally. Yes. You know, and that's totally. that's what makes pro wrestling in some ways yeah. so much great. Where you have the audience wanting Bray Wyatt to win, mm-hmm. and then I think in turn, like Rollins, if, if Rollins becomes a heel, it still doesn't take away the dirtiness of a DQ finish and a Hell in a Cell, but it makes sense because people want. Bray Wyatt, like people, they didn't yeah, want him. They were cheering, and they wanted. They kept cheering, like restart the match. Yeah. So, and there was that moment where Rollins was had like the sledgehammer in his hand, and he's he, they have that close up of him, and he's like, the, the ref's trying to like hold him back, and he's he's like contemplating, do I do this or not? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of when it turned, where it just kind of went. Yeah, I think we're gonna go going forward. We're, we're gonna see how the fiend is now making Rollins a darker character. Mm-hmm. But this wasn't. I think they. This was a misfire. Like if this was anything but a Hell in a Cell match, or like whatever, yeah. like a no holds bar, no DQ. Like we're like okay, whatever. But like this is supposed to be the match of all matches where you can do anything you want, where everything, as long as it's done inside this structure, like, mm-hmm. he's doing, he's following the rules. Like, how is it suddenly against the rules? But even even outside of the structure, if you're in the Hell in a Cell, you're supposed to get a definitive winner. That's the beauty mm-hmm. of it. And yeah. as I was saying backstage... I'll be honest. I have trust issues with Hell in a Cell now. Next time there's a Hell in a so Cell match, I'm going to say, I don't know. Are we going to get a DQ again? It's, yeah. it's Before, what made it great is there was always a definitive winner. Yeah. But now I can't look at a Hell in a Cell and say, I know there's going to be yeah. a definitive winner. And I think when, when, you know, when rules are set for matches, you should stick with them. And then if you're going to change them, then announce that they're changed. And- <laughs> I was going to say, look, I think I think The Fiend should have won tonight, but mm-hmm. if you were said we have to end this with some kind of non-finish, you needed to have The Fiend beat up Seth Rollins mm-hmm. and then like leave or do something like that. we've seen it. We saw it last year where Brock Lesnar interfered mm-hmm. in the Braun Roman Reigns Hell in a Cell match, yeah. and you know, those two were so beat up that they could, okay, like, I'm okay with that. Prefer to end in the DQ. I mean, especially in segue into the next part of the uh, of this after show, where like what we saw with Sasha and Becky, mm-hmm. like they're busting out the tables, the ladders, the chairs. But oh no, like a sledgehammer. No, 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 you can't use a sledgehammer. Yeah. But like, what makes that so much more dangerous? I think a ladder or a chair is way more dangerous than a sledgehammer. Or like twelve chairs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I will say it looked really cool when he's hitting him with the the toolbox yeah. and thing. Yeah. I there were, there were cool moments like that, but I just thought. It's it's gonna be it's gonna take a lot for me to think that the fiend is dangerous at this point because if Seth Rollins did that to him, what would Braun Strowman do? Uh-huh. What would Brock Lesnar do? Mm-hmm. What would all these other big, bigger, stronger? What would like Samoa Joe do? I, oh, yeah. Most of those guys now look like they would crush the fiend, and so to me, the fiend's believability, the the scary factor of him. Is, is has kind of been diminished. I mean, we're going to, I guess, maybe tune in to find out tomorrow on Raw, yeah. especially after Friday. We'll see what each person goes to the show or which show they go to. But you have everything, in my opinion, wrong with, you know, what, what you know, being a DQ and Hell in a Cell. Sasha and Becky, everything right about a Hell in a Cell, like just mm-hmm. two, two competitors just so going amazing. at it. Obviously, like, I think there's something very special when... You're in a championship match, and it looks like you're fighting for a championship. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes people are in a, in a title fight, and it's like, wait, like they don't. There's no sense of urgency. Complete opposite in this match. I think everything right about Hell in a Cell and just right about fighting for a title. It was this match. Yeah, 
I loved it. This was match of the night for uh-huh. me, that opening yeah. match. It was it was a great way to, as you'd mentioned, it felt like it was a title match. It felt like there was a lot on the line. It felt like it was a hell in a cell match. Uh, it felt yeah. like a hell in a the cell match. The stakes were so high, and you could see it in both of them. Yes, and it was fun. Like, they had a mm-hmm. lot of really fun spots. Like, that moment where they, they put the chair up on the cage and had Sasha Banks sitting in it yeah. and that running jump kick into uh-huh. it. So many cool, super memorable spots in that match. That was by far the match of the night to me. And the, yeah, there's a moment with, like, the kendo stick madness where you're like, oh, when is it going to stop? Kendo stick madness. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. And, and the, the the Meteora through the table. Mm-hmm. So many great spots And Sasha, like, Sasha had such great offense where, like, she didn't take a moment to think about, like, what am I going to do next? She was always on to the next thing, you know, trying to get Becky. Yeah, these two absolutely stole the show for me. And yeah. I would be happy to see them continue. I think... I knew. I, I say I knew. I, I'm, I'm no Sardonis <laughs> here. I, I, I knew that that Becky was going to win because, I, as I've been saying really? on the shows, she's on the cover of the game. She's going to oh, win yeah. throughout yeah. throughout yeah. at least October 22nd. But um, I also think it's. I I could see this continue, or I could see them go their separate ways. But I thought both of them came out looking better, which is always the goal. Yeah, and like they're like. You could see Sasha's frustration when she lost, and it's and it's heartbreaking because you could see her trying, like over the last few months, trying to push through and try to 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 win. And they they both are elite athletes; like they are, you know, at the top of their game. And I'm interested to see where Sasha goes, and I I know that that something will be good, you know, something good will happen down the road. Um, but, you know, it's Becky's time right now, mm-hmm. um, and they're really pushing her, and she is really, um, she's she's phenomenal, so. Um. I mean, based on everything that we saw in the match, what happened during the match, mm-hmm. uh, if you were to give me a special prediction, I would say we are probably going to see Sasha and Becky at some point mm-hmm. in a TLC match. Now, with if that were to happen, do you think that should happen, or do you think Hell in a Cell should be, like, the exclamation point to a feud? Like, where do you go from Helena? So you would mm. think that that's the end of the feud, not just a middle of it. Is it Survivor Series next? Survivor Series is next. Survivor I don't know if they're going to do the Raw well, or I guess, I guess Crown Jewel yeah. is next, um, technically. But, yeah. um, but, you know, it's interesting with this pay-per-view, especially after this match, it's more clear than ever that there are tiers to the women's division. There's the top, mm-hmm. and then there's a big space between the next group. Yeah. Um, where, you know, at the top, you have your, those Beckys and those Sashas. And it's, mm-hmm. it's I think, because those... Two are so good, and of course, like Charlotte as Charlotte well is up and there. But it, and ba- yeah, there's they're up there, but like <sighs> it's it's tough because whenever they go to have feuds with someone else, it's hard to feel like that's a worthy feud uh-huh. for them. And so I think the WWE really needs to start getting some of those other women up to that level. Yeah. Um, or it's going to be those four kind of just churning through, churning through the mid card until it's time to reignite one of these feuds. Because the, Becky and Sasha seemed like they were at a different level tonight mm-hmm. than everyone yeah. else. Yeah. And I loved how they opened with it and they just got right into it. And yeah. it was, I think it was a perfect match to start it really the evening. It set the tone of, it set of the, the tone, Yeah. And it's funny because, like, you, you mentioned it where you have these ladies that are on this such a high level. I think we saw the same with Bailey and Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Definitely. You know, two women that can just, you know, can just go. Mm-hmm. And I think they actually did go. They went. Oh, they, yeah. You know, and I think they maybe even second or third best match of the night. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think honestly, I think all the women's matches were the probably the top of the yeah. top, top. If I was to rank them, it, it'd probably be some order of the the women's matches. Yeah. I mean, Sasha and and, and Becky number one, mm-hmm. and then the other two women matches in there. Yeah, I mean, I think I think with like Bailey and, and Charlotte again, it's that feud that you know everyone was kind of looking forward to, and you could again the same thing with Sasha. You see Bailey's frustration at the end as well, mm-hmm. where she's feeling where she kind of did she kind of had that that small kind of heel turn where she's having moments where she's really not herself, and she's kind of um, kind of taking shortcuts and kind of um, kind of turning heel a little bit, and so. You're wondering, like, Charlotte is, like, the super heel. <laughs> but you're wondering, like, what is Bailey going to do next? And um, maybe, in, because Sasha lost as well, maybe there's another another moment there that can happen down in the future again. Something so amazing about Charlotte is how she can just, it seems like she can just will you to cheer or boo her without saying <laughs> or doing anything. Like, when you need her to be a face, she walks out and she you cheer her. But yeah. she, it's like she does nothing different, but when she needs to be the heel, you boo her. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's crazy just how she can just sort of will that into whatever the crowd needs to do, they'll do for her. I really loved Bailey at the end of this mm-hmm. and the way she sold the totally. heartbreak. I was so heartbroken. Yeah. I was like, you could see her like tears in her eyes just on the floor curled up i don't know where they're going with her on on this because she has been kind of teasing whether she's heel or not Mm -hmm. but that as far as selling heartbreak i think i don't know if i've seen someone do that better in a long time it was a really i mean it was a good solid moment for her and i think we need or, or hopefully we can see more of that because it makes it makes her feel human and we feel connected to her and that's what's going to put her over, you know. Yeah. We're going to see that. I think we're going to see that in, in yeah. highlight videos for some time. I do want to talk about Charlotte for a second because today, I mean, she already had the most title reigns, but 10-time ten ten time women's champion. Like, do you think automatically even maybe, I don't know how much time she has left in the ring, mm-hmm. like, is she even, like, top five all time? Or uh, would you would you not rank uh, her that high? Women, of, women's of, wrestlers. Of women? Okay. I think she's number one. You think she's number think one she's number woman one, of all time? Number one best women's wrestler of all time. Wow. What does what yeah. does she do that someone else does better? I she, I think she wrestles amazing. She cuts great promos. She looks like she should be the champion. She's she's got it all, and she's got all these titles. I just she's I think she's number one. I'd put her up there. I'm putting her number one. So, hold on. Number one. Hot take. Number now, one. I, I, I spoke in with you outside of, you know, obviously doing our show. Don't you think Ric Flair is number one, too? Uh, of, I do of, think Ric Flair is number one. Ric Flair is number one, and Charlotte's yeah. number I do one. I so, Wow. I didn't even... It's, it's, I, it's I, a family I, business. It's funny. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. But you just said it this moment. Because I listen to but, when you talk. I but, you know, oh, that means a lot to me. You're a Shawn Michaels guy. Glad you're mm-hmm. listening to yeah. each other. Yeah, that's true. I am a Shawn Michaels guy. What do you think about her all-time status? You know, I think... When you hit an all-time status, I think it just gives an opportunity for other women to just come up and say, well, I'm going to take that and I'm going to be a 10-time champion as well. So I think it gives people motivation to sit and inspiration and to just to reach the highest height. And so I think it's great. And, you know, even though I love Bailey and I love Charlotte as well, um, I think it's just inspiring and it's going to motivate more women to say, hey, I can be a top champion. So I think it's great. Interesting. I actually think Trish Stratus is number one. But I do think Charlotte is up there. 
Yeah. I mean, I love their match from SummerSlam, but we'll have another conversation about oh, that. Who, offline, we'll have an offline. Oh, Josh, Josh our producer. Yeah. Feel free Actually, to interrupt. You know what? I have an interesting comment here on the chat right here Uh-oh. from Dang MQ. Uh, Charlotte is the Tom Brady of WWE's women division. Wins too Ooh. much and is hated for doing so. What do you guys think about that? Oh. She doesn't win too much, but I agree. She is the Tom Brady because she's the best. I'm a big Tom Brady fan, so I do not hate Tom Brady. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, doesn't Tom Brady, like, there's controversy, right? Like, he's... One time. Time, you know, with his footballs and deflations. But I don't know. Is there any? I want to know. Maybe I know we have our chat room. They're hot. Yeah. And I know they're probably yeah. agreeing a lot with our Helen Cell DQ finish. An- Anissa Bar OG uh, after buzzer says Lita is number one. Uh, we have oh. some people who say that Charlotte is overrated. A few mm-hmm. people say Lita. Um, <coughs> I have gone on record in saying uh, in some past after shows that I always thought Alexa Bliss was like the number one female, uh, just because I think she can do everything at, mm-hmm. at, the, at the time, not the overall. Because yeah. obviously, like, and, and my comparison always like you look at somebody like The Rock, somebody yeah. like The Rock who was never a very was never known for his technical prowess, right. but he can just do everything. I think yeah. Alexa Bliss, at times in the last two years, was the absolute best female. But I think with somebody like Charlotte, she's just always consistent. Going yeah. back to yeah. even NXT, and Charlotte's transformed so much in the time that she's been at WWE. So, um, yeah. No, as you said, with women wrestlers too, right now, the you know the whole evolution idea. It's a real thing, and when you look at women's wrestling 10, 15 years ago to today, it's two totally, totally different, different yeah. things, and so it, it is really hard to compare the, the women who were great 10 years ago, 15 years ago, to the women of today, because there's just such a difference in, in how they they operate and how what the levels that they were operating at, and it's, so it is a, it's an interesting conversation, an interesting debate, for sure. Well, speaking of women, we did get an announcement from WWE saying the May Young Classic is going to come back. Love the yes. May Young Classic. I, I'm excited for that. I want to see what women they're going to be. Hopefully, some local women. I know Women's Wrestling Weekly. Maybe some ladies from them yeah. are going to be in the May Young Classic. But uh, completely flipping the subject, we saw Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan against. I'm going to still call them the Bludgeon Brothers because they are. <laughs> yeah, you know. Let's be real. Uh, I, I, I really like the storyline from the, from its inception, and I'm I'm I, I it's hard to say because I still a fan of what they're doing, mm-hmm. but I feel like they've kind of gone down as far as like mm-hmm. the quality of the storyline. Because remember, every week on SmackDown, we saw something, we saw this storyline end the show, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. always something new twist, right? Yeah, I just feel like with Daniel Bryan now, I guess being a babyface, a good guy now, yeah. it's like. Yeah. Really? Like that? I mean, they, was that the end game of all this? Yeah. And they pushed it over at the end where it was like yeah. handshake versus a hug. <laughs> I thought this right. match was amazing. I thought yeah. this match was great. It was fun. But, you know, what did you guys think of the match? And what do you guys think of this? Maybe this this bromance between Roman and Brian. Bromance. <laughs> yeah. Bro, bro, romance. Bro, bro, romance. Bro, bro, romance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't spell rom- romance without romance. Bromance. Vice versa, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it was a good, it was a match for like it's a brawler match. You know, you have um, you have the big dog and Daniel Bryan, and they're going at it with Harper and Rowan, and like you, it, it, it kind of caught like because the, <sighs> the first match was you're on such a high, yeah. you kind of like come down, and since you're so familiar with these guys, you're like, okay, what's going to be again? They're weekly, you see them, so mm-hmm. um, I think it was. Um, a little, everyone's in the ring and kind of, it got a little convoluted at times. Mm. Um, but I think overall it just was kind of like a big brawl and hopefully it's building to something something different and, and bigger. 
Yeah, I, I, I agree. I love the story build up to this. And I love the match. The match was really fun, too. I do think that unless it does something more, it didn't really further us, though, is the the problem. Like, yeah. Do you feel but, like we're in the same spot, kind of? Or? Well, I almost feel like a step back. Because I think yeah. Rowan built it when he was teaming with Daniel Bryan was becoming a legitimate new character that mm-hmm. we could really appreciate. And I love Harper, but mm-hmm. now it just yeah. feels like he's back in Bludgeon Brother yeah. world. Yeah. Uh, same with Daniel Bryan. became this really cool like world title level heel that was different and interesting. But now he seems like he's just back at regular old Daniel Bryan. And I'm a Daniel Bryan fan, but oh, then yeah. and now Roman Reigns, they won today, so it's like, okay, well, is he different after this whole thing? Or is he just the same Roman Reigns mm-hmm. we had before these attacks? So I I agree. I love the whole journey to get here. I love the match, but now I am sort of going. Did, we did. I don't, I don't know if the characters progressed. If yeah. that makes sense. Do you think they're kind of at a lull where they're trying to figure it out? Because I feel like it, like I think you're right there where we didn't really see a progression from. Where, I'm gonna we, make, where we've been before. Do you gonna, have a prediction? I'm going to make a prediction. <laughs> prediction. No, time. knowing how WWE works. Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns are going to beat Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode for the Raw Tag Team Championships. Because mm. would... it just gives them something to do. I feel like maybe there's there's this, like you said, this low period of like, yeah. wow, like we want to push Roman to the mm-hmm. moon because obviously he's Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, you know, obviously they're still, like they don't, one, he's still kind of, I don't know, obviously he's fully, he's healthy now. Yeah. But they don't want to just push him to the moon like they did again and kind of make yeah. the same mistake. So how do they make it so we still have him out there? And we still have him in mm-hmm. action, and we still have him relevant. Oh, cool! Same with Daniel Bryan, yeah, because he was kind of in the same position as like, is he ever going to wrestle again? Or whatever. But he whatever. took a lot of big bumps tonight too. He yeah. did. He in the first half of the match, he was taking a lot of it. So, but I'm saying like, like as opposed to how it was previous to their injury and yeah. previous to their you know health issues, they were wrestling like oh. it feels like seven times a week. Yeah. yeah, you know now it's like how do we make it so not only are they not wrestling as much, but now they mm-hmm. can kind of. You know, being in a tag team, they're not in the ring 100% of the time. Well, and then, Put them in a tag team, yeah. make them champions. And they can kind of share the kind of the, the responsibility a little bit. Yeah. In, Actually, in, I think they're going to be revival. I think, honestly, I think that this whole thing happened because all this is going to get blown up in the in the draft. And I don't think they're yeah. going to continue it. That's that's my pessimistic uh, We're find it, that's prediction. We'll find out. That, 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 now that you mention it, <laughs> I said I switched it from Ziggler and Root to Revival because I think Brian and Roman are going to get stay, staying on SmackDown, and they're, they're going to be the ones to beat the Revival. Um, have two because obviously we saw what happened on SmackDown. Mm. Now, how do they get another? two well-known faces uh, that a lot of people know, oh, let's put the tag belts on Roman and Brian because that's what they do now, apparently. They want to give it to the guy who, you know, with the most notoriety. Right. Well, I mean, it gives them something to do. I have liked Roman Reigns a lot more since his return because Mm -hmm. he hasn't been shoved down our throats so much. So I think it's actually been really good for him the way they've been using him. Speaking yeah, of, well, they've been using him strategically and yeah. with, like, soft touches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of, I mean, I predicted my future tag team championships. Uh, we saw a women's tag team championship, which was announced earlier today. Mm-hmm. I believe it was. It was the, uh, what I call them, Bliss Cross. Alexa Bliss, Bliss and Nikki Cross. Uh, going up against Bliss the Kabuki Cross. Warriors. Yeah. Um, not much story there because we kind of seen, like, obviously they're not giving much attention. Everything was building for Fox, but... I mean, the match happened, and Kabuki, Kabuki Warriors ended up winning. Like, 
And this match confused me a little bit because I'm like, yeah. wait, are Kabuki's heel? Because they're kind of being a very heelish. Yeah, Alexa Bliss has kind of been yeah. doing yeah. a lot of babyface stuff around here. But what did you guys think of the match and just kind of the structure of it? Yeah, I, I totally had the the same the same feeling mm-hmm. that I you know I wasn't sure who was heel and who was mm-hmm. face, and uh, it was kind of confusing because. Um, uh, like the Kabuki Warriors are so over, and they—you think they're actually over in, in terms no, of no over in the sense of like the they the the fans love them. You think and, so? Yeah, I think so. I, I think they love them individually. Um, but <coughs> I actually one it was interesting. Paige wasn't out there considering she was supposedly yeah, their manager, but she would, yeah, I it was interesting. They were heels, but honestly, I think I I love them those those two individually so yeah. much. I, it was more endearing. Like, I loved when Kyrie Sane did, like, the march across the ring and then, and then just poked her yes! in the eyes. <laughs> I love when that, that happened. I was like, yes! yes! <laughs> that was such a good move. It was such a heel move where you're like, oh, but it was on the slide. That, that was one of my favorite moments of the night, just how simple it was. She stomps over. It was think. so simple, but effective. Uh, yes, and uh, so Kyrie Sane, it's it's funny. She's so lovable, but she was doing yeah. such, like, heel oh. stuff. And I it was will, kind of like yeah. big sister stuff where you're, like, teasing the little sister <laughs> yeah the whole time and I always I will always mark out for Green Mist I love oh. it I oh, love Green it. Mist I love it if I was a wrestler I, even if it had nothing to do with my my poor, gimmick I would Green Mist people poor Nikki Cross was like in the backstage interviews afterwards she was covered in green just right. all over she looked like Alphaba <laughs> so do you think this was a good choice to have the Kabuki Warriors as champion because I thought Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were great as champions they, they were they were fighting champions they definitely defended the belt a lot more than the Iconics yeah. um, do you think it's a good move to switch the belt over to Kabuki Warriors I think so yeah. because there was like who else would they defend the titles against there's not th- that's just the shortage of tag teams mm-hmm. for the women's division because if they if they had defended then who's who's next yeah um, I think going into predictions I think we're going to see probably Sasha Banks and Bailey tag for, mm-hmm. potentially yeah, that's it, what, yeah I had that thought too because th- that's why I think they took the titles off uh, but it's it, but for now, I think it, we, they needed something to freshen it up because there's just not enough teams for them to keep the titles too much longer. Yeah, and I think they're such a good. Um, they're such Oscar and, and Karisane are such a good pair, and so I think be, with the titles, I think they're going to bring a whole new level of storytelling, and uh, I think they're going to just up everyone else's game. And so I'm I'm excited to kind of see where it goes. And I think they kind of teased that it was going to be on both Raw and SmackDown, so that should be interesting to see if. How these belts work with that hard split now of the draft? Yeah, that worries me because yeah. I do think you, it's going to be anytime there's any gray area with the with the split, it, it hurts. But they definitely don't have enough women wrestlers mm-hmm. to have two different tag team divisions, and it wouldn't make sense to have them on just one brand. So I guess yeah. you, it's one of those things where you have to do it that way. I do think, though, with the Green Mist, going back to that, <laughs> uh, you know, the Great Muda used to do it. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I'm just going to start calling myself the Great Jack. <laughs> right? Great can, Jack. You just, can you just come up with your own name? Like, I'm just going to be the Great Jack Farmer. I think that's uh, sure, if you, that's my uh, new uh, hashtag Great Jack Farmer, everybody. I mean, if anything, you got to switch, you gotta switch <laughs> it on Twitter to make it official. You have to, everyone tweet it out right tweet, now. T- at, well, I, I can't change my... my can, no, you, I can't. You can I'm choose the name, not the... Okay. Well, <laughs> Great Jack Farmer. That's me now. If anything, there was a wrestler back in world class championship wrestling named the Great Kabuki, who I think yes. introduced who the, also gre- did the Green it. Mist. Yeah. Uh, so kind of and full circle. I love of how Kabuki they like Warriors. ended on a very traditional, like traditional move, and 
So I think it was a homage to, you know, what they're representing. Yeah. So should we call her Grey Asuka and just keep all the green misters? Maybe. Great. That'd, that'd be cool. You don't really <laughs> see many female greats. It's always Great Kabuki, Great Muda. Like, hey, you can be Great Asuka. Great Asuka. The Great Asuka. Yeah. yeah. The Great Asuka. Let's do it. You heard it here first. <laughs> Let's do it. Yes. The Great Asuka. Making it happen. <laughs> Another last minute match that we saw was King Baron Corbin. By the way, I always called he was going to be that. He was going to be king. You did. <laughs> From the beginning. You called like, it? I swear to you God, did? It's, on, it's, on, it's on video. It's on After Buzz TV uh, <laughs> that he was going to win the tournament. But we saw King Corbin up against the yeah. finalist of uh, King of the Ring of Chad Gable. Chad Gable. Chad Gable's been impressive the last so couple of impressive. weeks. Um, if anything, I thought their King of the Ring final match was, was amazing. Baron Corbin's really been stepping up, in my opinion. But what did you guys think of this match? I love Gable. He is so versatile, and mm-hmm. he can showcase so many types of wrestling moves. And the, I was so mad at Corbin when he when he when he did that promo and called him what he, what he I don't even want to repeat it. Shorty, Probably shorty, short. shorty Gable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I I just hate. I mean, it's he's building that that heel move, and and but I I think it gave Gable that that like motivation to really like show everyone that he can take him down um and you know there's kind of like a clash of styles here um which i really liked and it it was a great start and there's it's like an angry like angry angry match which i appreciated and i think it's not over and i think it's going to continue and uh yeah the feud is not over that's how i feel yeah, I, I, you know, ever since Baron Corbin came back from that break, he has been on a different level. I think he's one of the best heels in wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. I, the way he's able to just get under people's skin, I Oof. thought, um, you know, going back to SmackDown, <laughs> obviously, like his little segment, The Rock was obviously great, Becky Lynch was obviously yeah. great, but he played such a great heel in that se- in that that little uh, segment, and just being the, the I call him the slip on a banana peel heel. He's he's. <laughs> He was he's so good at getting people to really hate him and he's yeah. been since winning the King of the Ring tournament he's been awesome in that role. I I thought this was a, a good fill in segment. I'm gonna be honest, Gable doesn't really do it for me, but I know he has a lot of fans and a lot of people are really okay. interested in him, so I totally understand him <laughs> being on TV. Um, and I thought the match was solid as well. How does Chad Gable not do it for you? I, I just he's 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 vanilla to me. I just he doesn't stand you need out. Need to put some sprinkles or something. I was on gonna it. say <laughs> vanilla ice cream is delicious. Vanilla ice cream is amazing. Right. Okay, I'm more a French vanilla guy, so. All right. Was, no, but I, I don't know. Like, I, look, I know a lot of people really like Chad Gable. I get it. I'm not going to say he shouldn't be on TV or anything. He's just not my cup of tea. That's okay. He's just not. I just, it's okay. We'll change your mind. If anything, do you, I mean, is Baron Corbin a guy? Because here's a guy who gets so much heat, just overall. So much heat. Yeah. But yeah. like, isn't that the point? You know, you know what I mean? Like, like if he's yes, yeah. no, he's not an indie guy. No, he didn't have Ring of Honor or CZW yeah. or PWG matches. But what you're gonna you're gonna boo? You're, you're not gonna you're gonna boo the guy just because he's not from there? No, his job is to be a heel. Yes. If you don't like him, cool. Guess what? He's doing his job. Yes, he and he does his job well, and, and he, a lot of people don't like him. You know what's funny is every you know people that say like, oh, I don't like uh, Baron Corbin has changed the channel heat, and it's like, oh, did you change the channel? Well, no. no. <laughs> like, okay, then he's not changed the channel heat. Yeah. you know, he was definitely overexposed for a while. I think when they were having him do thirty minute promos uh-huh. every single week. Yeah, but like I said, since he's come back and they haven't been doing that, he's just been a phenomenal heel. He's been absolutely great. I think, like I said, I think he's one of the best heels. I could see him winning a world title as a heel. And I can imagine wearing the title mm-hmm. with that 
robe and the crown. I think that'd be awesome. I... I I wish that that there was some type of cohesive look to his gear. <laughs> That's fair. I'm just saying, That's like fair. the crown looked awesome, and then it looks like then he's like a black tee and like <laughs> pants. And I was like, if you're if you're the king, Corbin. You gotta go all out, and so I, I really wish that they kind of. But again, that's a heel move. So like, right. even the even the gear might irritate you. <laughs> right. He. I love how like even the like no one wants to be involved with him. Even on <laughs> even on Twitter, I think Randy Orton said something nice about him, and then later said, "Sorry, well, I was drunk when I wrote this or something." <laughs> and uh, it's it's just he's he's great. I think he's a, doing a great job of making people hate him, which is exactly yeah. his job. I always say the best heels are the heels you want to see someone. Mm-hmm. slap yeah. and beat up and I think we all want yeah. to see someone just beat up Baron Corbin and that's perfect you mentioned Randy Orton and he was in another last minute match thrown together uh, but this time with Ali mm-hmm. there's a little bit of history and I'm glad that mm-hmm. they mentioned on commentary where it was Orton that injured Ali back in February that allowed Kofi Kingston to kind of yeah. fill in and then they kind of uh, brushed up on that but this was another match that Again, no real history besides that because obviously nothing recent. But I loved it. I'm a first yeah. of all. Let me just say, I think Randy Orton is one of the most misunderstood wrestlers out there because mm-hmm. I, people don't realize just how good he is. He's mm-hmm. great. Um, and then you mix in Ali, who you know obviously is such a rising star. He yeah. can do anything. I, I think Randy Orton works well with some of these young guys that have something to prove. Like a lot of people can. Uh, complain that Randy Orton sometimes gets lazy. Maybe that's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not true. But he definitely wasn't lazy tonight. Yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was such a showcase match. Uh, and it, it was, you know, you have Randy Orton, who's like this veteran, who's been mm-hmm. around, who has established himself. And then you have Ali, who's like, again, this up-and-coming star. And they both are, um, are, are hitting their strides in different, in different parts of their careers right now. And so it's really great to see. And I think this was, this was a really great match to showcase, um, you know these two kind of different styles come together for a, for a really good match on on a on a pay per view. Yeah, I think Randy Orton is amazing. He's possibly in my top ten. I think he is in all time. I think he might be. I, all time. Time. Well, I think he is. The fact that everything he is involved in becomes a legitimate. A, a legitimate match, a legitimate feud. Mm-hmm. Beating him means something, but you could instantly put him in a world title picture, and it makes sense. Uh, I thought this match was great. I I wish they had done a little bit more to build up the history. Um, I do like that they mentioned it, but I I think a little video beforehand mm-hmm. or yeah, something would have really helped yeah. to to build that up a little bit. The I, the match was great. I think Ali is great. Mm-hmm. I loved him uh, dodging the way he dodged that RKO oh, okay, was yeah. really yeah. cool. But then of course he ate one a little bit later, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fun of the RKOs. It can happen anywhere. And Ollie's kicks are like fre- are freaking amazing. Yeah, and just just he's so strong. <laughs> you mentioned Arton maybe being top in your top ten, but do you think he's championship material again? Do you think at some point in the next year or two he should hold that WWE title or maybe even Universal title? Hmm. I think he could. I'd be happy with it. I'm a huge Orton fan, so I think I think that'd be absolutely fine. I think he's still hit this match. I think <coughs> mattered because he was in this match. Mm-hmm. If there was someone of equal talent in the match, it wouldn't have mattered as much as if it was Randy Orton. I mean, even going back to the announcement of the five on five match for uh, Crown Jewel, him coming out was what made that feel like a serious segment. Mm-hmm. If they had just brought out. Uh, 
you know, some other heel. Like, if it was Bobby Lashley that came out, we'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. But when Randy Orton came out, it was like, ooh, this is interesting now. So uh, I think Randy Orton being a, a world champ would be fine. If he wasn't, I could see why not, too. But I'd, I'd be for it. <laughs> I'd be for it, too. I'm a big Randy Orton guy. Uh, I'm also a big AJ Styles guy. Yeah. Uh, him and the OC were teamed up to face the... I almost called them the Roar... The Roar... Roar... I can't even say it right. The War Raiders. Uh, but Viking, the Viking Raiders. Raiders Viking Raiders. And Braun Strowman. Yeah. Um, another last-minute match that was thrown together. Oh, man. Um, I mean, we saw a lot of them today. Yeah. But, I mean, it's your typical yeah. middle-of-the-night match. Yeah, it was just kind of like a pack of wolves yeah. <laughs> kind of like going yeah. at it in the ring. and um, Like, it wasn't I, bad, but... It wasn't bad, but I wasn't, like, enthusi- like super enthusiastic about it. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting uh, with Braun Strowman's win to see next uh, uh, with... Uh, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, seeing where that goes, because, uh, you know, duking it out. Were you the one that tweeted that he's becoming the big show? No. Okay, I saw something like on Twitter where it was like, you have Braun Strowman going back and forth with face heel, face heel. Now he's going yeah. up against a boxer. He's pretty mm-hmm. much becoming the big show. I, I think that's probably fair, but I didn't say that. I, I think they missed a huge opportunity. I wanted to see Braun come out dressed like a Viking. That <laughs> yeah, was, that's you what you said tweeted. that you tweeted. Yeah, that. that's what I tweeted. Because yeah. I, I love <laughs> when you have those guys that have a, a very specific look. look and then and they, they come do, out differently. Yeah, like... Like when like the Road Warriors would do it like sometimes where like they'd come yeah. out and they'd have a third like Sting would come out wearing like the, the pads and the spikes and stuff. Why didn't I you thought, come in your Vikings outfit I tonight? Thought, I thought you were below the desk. Below the desk, I'm dressed like a Viking. <laughs> I thought you were going to mention like SummerSlam 1989 when Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Demolition team together and then they come out wearing those Demolition masks, right? And yeah. they all take off their mask at the same time. And Hacksaw Jim Duggan has the American flag painted on his face. I love it. Yeah. I love that kind. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. I thought. I thought that would have been a fun way to take a match that was filler and just add a little, a little fun to it, yeah. a little yeah. flair. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. The, the, <laughs> I mean, aside from maybe just making sure that Strowman is still relevant, like it seems like this really, this match really had no, like nothing behind it. AJ sold that punch though at the end yes. really well. I yes. like how he kept going. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, like falling. But down. I think it really was just it was a match to just set up the the Tyson Fury yeah. thing. And, yeah. And really, that's it. Yeah. We saw some 24 seven shenanigans. We yeah. had Tamina become 24 seven champion. Like, we all heard my like thoughts about this championship. Hate it. What are your thoughts about this 24 seven title? Okay, I love it really? and I love watching it and I love trying to to see who's going to get it next and if I'm ever there I'm going to try to get it uh, you heard it here yes. <laughs> I'm going to get the 24-7 title one day I will get it if we can get the 24-7 yeah, title here. in the studio oh my gosh, someone gonna... from the studio always wins when they go somewhere it, okay well so you like this championship I do it 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 breaks up like it, it's fun. It gets people like that aren't necessarily seen all the time. You know, have a fun little bit. You know, I think we can't always be serious all the time. So it kind of adds some fun, and I like it. And I would totally do a wanted poster. You know, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm gonna create a wanted poster. And I agree put with them the, up. I agree with the funness of yeah. the championship. I just hate what it like. What are you champing of? You're a champion of time? Of time. You're a champion of you know, space. Like, what are you a champion, champion of? Champion of fun. I'll, I'll use that. Okay. You're a champion You're of fun. You're a champion of fun. Okay, that's, 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 uh, Oops. okay. <laughs> uh, we had the pre-show match real quick. Uh, Lacey Evans versus Natalia. This was fun. 
Was it fun? I don't know. I, I, I'm becoming a Lacey Evans fan. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I mean, I was kind of uh, upset that she kind of broke character with that whole Canadian cop thing that happened on Twitter. Yeah, that was, was a like, little controversial. Oh, you don't have to break character. Yeah. You could have just said that, you know, whatever, whatever. But I'm, I'm happy that. And even like with the whole Medusa thing, um, yeah. they were kind of going back and forth on Twitter. But then Medusa came out and said, like, mm-hmm. oh, no, she like DM'd me and asked if you want to do this. I'm like, no, I don't. Keep something about wrestling still missing. <laughs> Mysterious, yes. you know, but yeah. I love it when when wrestlers stay in character yeah. and and blur that line. So, so I was bummed out they yeah. they pull back. Lacey on those Evans also, is, is somebody, that, but I, I feel like especially now on social media, they kind of have to like say like, oh, by the yeah. way, yeah. Like, I mean, I you mean, see her, sucks, you but, see her yeah. like do the the photo event, like press events and mm-hmm. meeting fans, and she always calls them her nasties, and you know, it, it's very like. She's always in character, yeah. so it's part of what she's kinda building, what, her kinda brand. What, kinda what made Broken Matt so great in TNA. Like he never yeah. broke character during mm-hmm. that era. Yeah. Which I loved. Um but that's the whole show. I mean, it was, again, a big controversial ending, obviously. (laughs) If you want to hear me talk about it, just rewind, like, 45 minutes, because, you know, I hated that ending. Other (laughs) than that, I thought it was an overall, it's a pretty good show. Yeah, Um, it was a solid, solid show. Obviously, fans were not happy, because that's how they ended it. Um, Right. But it should be interesting to see what happens this Monday, this Friday, this Wednesday. Yeah. There's so much wrestling every week now, and so I think it's, it's an exciting time. It's an exciting time. You can always comment us on YouTube down below hit that like button and subscribe mm-hmm. to this channel but if people want to talk to you on social media how can people talk to you guys yeah so if you want to continue the conversation about wrestling sports and all the producing stuff you can follow me at Emily May Heller on all social media platforms and catch Women's Wrestling Weekly on Wednesdays at 4pm at AfterBuzz yeah, and you can find me at jackcfarmer.com for all your DJ, MC, and live event hosting needs. You can also find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I also do the Raw After Show, and I'm doing the brand new AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite <laughs> Show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Check it out. And you can follow me at Gherrmoza, G-H-E-R-M-O-Z-A. I cover Raw in Espanol Monday nights. I cover After 83 Weeks featuring Eric Bischoff. Uh, he should be back in a couple weeks. I'm, I'm here doing the pay-per-views. I hope you guys come back for the Survivor Series pay-per-view recap. But in the meantime, feel free to subscribe and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys. Take care. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 